Hey, this week we are kicking off a new series, and the name of the series is Straight Facts. It's a 10-part series. We're going to be unpacking 10 different truths that help us, right, own our faith. Because for many of us in this room, maybe we have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, and we have a faith that's in Christ, but we've never explored everything that God would have for us to know about Him, His character, His creation, and the world that we live in. And so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be diving in, and I want you to come ready. I want you to come prepared, because we're going to be dealing with some of the tough topics over the next 10 weeks. I'm going to be taking a kind of an apologetic style of teaching to these 10 different topics. And I know you want to be a part of that. And some of you are like, okay, well, Steve, why? Why should we spend 10 weeks talking about 10 different topics that relate to my faith? Is it Jesus enough? Well, yeah, Jesus is enough. But what God has for us is so much more and so much more beneficial for us in our hearts and our lives. So I kind of came up with four different reasons. If you want to write these down, this is not in your notes. But four different reasons. One, why should we study these ten facts? Is One, is that it helps us understand God more personally. It helps us to understand who He is, His character and His nature. If we dive into these ten different topics, God in Himself becomes so much bigger. And God and who He is becomes more personal to us. He's just not distant anymore, but he becomes something more personal. So that's one reason why we should. The second reason why we should study these 10 facts is one, it gives us confidence about our faith. It'll help us to be able to defend our faith. When someone comes and points their finger in your face and says, why are you a believer? Why do you, who is Jesus? Do you really believe in who God is? Because we live in a culture when people will point their finger at you as a believer in Christ, and will you have the boldness to be able to stand up for your faith? And so as we dive into these 10 facts, it's going to give you a little bit of confidence. I'm going to try my best to equip you with God's Word such that you can defend that faith that you have in Christ. Number three is that as we study these 10 different topics, it's going to foster in us a love for God that we've never had before. We will learn to appreciate what he has done for us. We'll begin to think about Jesus a little bit more deeply. We'll begin to think about God a little bit more deeply. We'll think and love the church more than where we were before we started these, this study. And the last thing I would say is that it will really help us to defend our faith in the time of trial. I really believe this about our culture. When I was growing up in high school back in the 90s, the late 80s and early 90s, class of 91, what, what, all right? So that, back in those days, I could be a believer and like tell everybody about Jesus. But nowadays you walk on the campus and if somebody stands up for their faith, they're going to get ridiculed. Why are you judging me? What are you saying? You're, you're a believer who does that God hates me? And you, this dialogue happens. We live in a different culture today. And if we're not equipped as a believer in Christ, if we're not thoroughly equipped with God's Word and what it has to say about certain topics, sometimes, many, many times, our hearts bend. Our, our faith bends. And we're not standing secure on God's Word. And so for the next 10 weeks, I really want you to buckle in with me. Okay? I really want you to go with me on this. And tonight, we're going to start at the very beginning. We're going to start off with a bang. 
I mean, not really. We're, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about creation, all right? Uh, <laughs> it's not a bang, all right? Uh, I believe that Jesus spoke it into existence and bang, it happened, right? Uh, I don't believe it had some cosmic forces and two molecules coming together and, you know, out of monkeys, here we are. That is, you, if you believe that lie, yeah, it takes a lot more faith. But if we understand what creation is and how it came to being, it really helps us. This is Genesis 1-1 stuff, all right? And so we're going to dive into creation tonight. If you have your talk sheet right there in front of you, I need all of y'all to lock in. I need all of y'all to lock in. Pull out your, uh, your talk sheet there. You should have a pen or a pencil close to you, and we're going to dive into creation, all right? Here's the big idea for tonight. The big idea is that God is creator and all creation, I want you to underline all, all creation is a result of his work and exists to glorify him. Now, I'm going to leave that up on the screen for just a minute. But I want you to really kind of dive into this, all right? This is a very big truth. Now, there's a lot of different things we could talk about creation. But we're going to dive in on this central truth tonight, all right? That one, God is creator. That's very essential for us as believers in Christ is to identify and to know God as a creator. Two, that all of creation, all of it, has been created by him and is a result of his work. That is, what God does is create, okay? And as that, all of creation exists to glorify him. So you can see where the three points are going tonight, all right? The three points that I have for us tonight go with that. And it really is dealing with different questions. And the first question is, who is God? <laughs> Are you ready for this? Who is God? Well, we see in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Let's look at that. Let's read that together. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We see a very strong identity of God in this passage of scripture. We see him as being what? Who is God? He is a creator. He is a creator. And notice from the very beginning, from the very beginning, this is Genesis 1-1, we see him as a creator. We don't see him as a dictator. Can we get an amen right there? We don't see God as a dictator in this moment. We see him as a creator. He is one that put things in motion. He is the one that took nothing and created something. It was all him who did that. Some of us have the wrong identity about who God is. We see him as a dictator, but some of us see him as a cosmic cop who is just waiting right around the corner for us to uh, mess up so that he could point his finger at us and judge us, right? Some of us have that perspective about God in that regard. Can I, can I share with you something really quick? Like, that's not, that's not God. God is not a cosmic cop who's waiting for you to mess up. Quite the opposite. He loves you so much that he put things in motion, creation, in order for him to, deter, like, to tell us how much he loves us. That is big. I want you to look at Romans chapter 1, verse 20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, 
His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. Paul in Romans chapter 1 is coming out the gate here. And he says in Romans 1, he says, no one has excuse. No one has excuse for creation. What we see in creation tells us of the creator who put all things in motion. So that those who don't know God can see God in creation. Do you get that point? That's a very big, deep theological point right there I just made. Nobody has excuse. Nobody. No human being on the planet has an excuse. Many people can look at a blossoming flower and go, that's amazing. What's behind that? There must be a creator. And when we see that in creation, we see the work of the creator. We see the work of God in that moment. How many of you, your, your beautiful place was a mountain? I just asked, uh, what, if your beautiful place was a mountain, oh gosh, I look at mountains, I feel that about that tall. Is that right? How many of you put the beach? How many of you said your most beautiful place is the beach? Okay, a couple of hands, all right? I see more mountain people than beach people in this room. How many of you, how many of you is like a, a nice park, a sunset at a park? Anybody say that? A couple of y'all? Sunrise. Sunri oh, sunrise. Yeah, don't forget about that. Sunrise. You know, you look at those moments like that, and you wonder, how in the world? How does that? That is so beautiful. That just doesn't happen by random chance. You know what? God put all of that into creation. He put all of that into order, in, in order for us to see how much he cares and loves for us. That'll blow your mind right there. That you walk out to that tree that's sitting right out there and you go, God created that for me because he loves me. And he wants me to admire him. And he wants, like that creation is glorifying to him. Man, that's amazing. So we understand that who he is, he is creator. The second question that I want us to kind of dive into here is, what does God create? What does he create? We've already talked about a couple of different things. We talked about nature. But you know what? You are a creation too. You are. Me and you. You're not by accident. You weren't created by a big bang. You weren't created by evolution. No. In your mother's womb, God formed you. Psalm 139. And even in Genesis one, he talks about how it's very good. What God created in you is very, very good. He set the stars in motion, the planets. He's spinning it at the right axis, <laughs> at the right speed. Because if the earth was either going slower or faster than what it is right now, we would not exist. Humanity would not exist. We'd either burn up because we're going so fast, or we would freeze up because we're going so slow. Does that blow your mind just a little bit? Does that really blow your mind? I just spit on you, Kayla. I'm sorry. That is amazing to me that I'm standing and gravity is holding me down because God is spinning and holding the earth in place such that, <laughs> that'll blow your mind, such that, that I can exist, that he loves me, he cares for me, he desires to be in a relationship with me. He will set all of those things in motion because what he creates is amazing. And Bible talks about in Genesis 1 how it is 
good. Genesis 1, oh gosh, verse 10, verse 18, verse 21, verse 25. All of those verses, this is what it says. And God saw it was good. You know what that means? You look up out of the stars, guess what God says? Well, that's good. <laughs> you know, when, you go, when we go outside after exit 15, we'll go outside and we'll go look up, all right? I'm going to tell everyone that's your homework. Uh, you're going to go outside, you're going to look up, and you're going to see the stars that are placed at that divine moment for you. That is good. We just sang about a good God, that what he does is good. You know what? What he created in you, what he created in me, and what he created out in this world is good. I'm fixing to rob myself of a blessing. You are not junk. Let that sink over you right now. For what God creates is good. What he sees in you is very good. That's Genesis 1.31. Very good. I'm about to start preaching. Y'all are going to listen to me? Here we go. This is what it is. You are not junk. If you look in the mirror and you sit there and think, I, oh, nobody loves me. That's bull. That's a lie from Satan. I'm telling you, people, as that many of us have believed the lie that you are junk. Maybe you let a friend tell you that. Who was that friend listening to? Because that friend wasn't listening to the God who created you. The God who formed you in motion put the hairs exactly where they are right now on you. How unique every one of you are. Every one of you, all 200 plus of you. Me included. <laughs> I don't look like you. But I'm beautiful. I'm good. And what he thinks of me matters. That's an amen spot right there. What he thinks of you matters. And God, creator God, set you in motion and set you up just right, and created you just the way you are, on purpose and for a purpose. Because he loves you, because that's who he is. He is a creator, and what he creates is always good. Always. I'll move on, all right? <laughs> Number three, you ready? We've talked about who he is. We've talked about what he does. Now let's Let's ask the question, why? Why? Why does he create? Well, it's three different things, but the ultimate one is to ultimately glorify him. He created this world, you included, to glorify him. That you would see him. That you would admire him. That he would, <laughs> that he would shine and that he would get the glory, not you. He set all of these things in motion for that reason. To glorify him too. That you and I would look up. That you and I would recognize him. The lover that he is. The creator that he is. That he did all of these things in motion on purpose for a purpose. And that's in you. And the last thing I think, the reason why he does it is that, one, he speaks through creation. How many of you have been to a sunset and you go, I know God's speaking to me right now? And usually it's a feeling. 
Usually it's a feeling of peace. It's usually a feeling of humility. Usually in all of those moments, that is when God speaks the most. I'm going to show you a picture of something. God speaks to me when I go here. This picture is from Telluride, Colorado. I took this picture last Thursday. Amen, right? Uh, that is Trout Lake, all right? Trout Lake, it sits at the bottom of this valley, and it's obviously full of fish, all right? But the way that we took this picture, it's so funny because the picture right behind us is a bathroom, all right? Uh, <laughs> it's like this big outhouse bathroom, but you go around the bathroom, you take this picture, and there it is. It is Trout Lake reflecting the peaks that are covered in snow. You know what? I've been to Colorado, and I've been to Telluride, Colorado, where this picture was taken probably 15 or 16 times over the past 15, 16 years. I think there's one year where I didn't go. But it was about year six, year six or year seven. I'm up at three o'clock in the morning. Now, if you ever go to a high altitude place, Telluride, Colorado sits at about 10,000 feet. Well, guess what happens at 10,000 feet? Oxygen gets a little bit less. And so altitude sickness is a, a very real thing. So if you go there and you spend a week, you will be battling different symptoms. One of those symptoms of the high altitude is insomnia. So 3.30 in the morning, I cannot sleep. And so I wander out into the living room, and in this living room is this huge pane window. And at this point, it is pitch black outside. The only thing that you could see in the moonlight was the mountains in the distance that were reflecting the moon. The moon was so bright at 10,000 feet, because there's no clouds. Let me move this out of the way. At 10,000 feet, there are no, like, no clouds or anything, and so the moon is just reflecting off the snow. And I'm at 3.30 in the morning just admiring this. I sat there glued to that window, watching the sun rise up over the mountains. At about 6, 6.15, the, mountains, the sun started coming up, and the, the moonlit, snow-covered mountain, one little peep at the top just started turning yellow. It was the only place on that mountain that was turning yellow. Everything else was moonlit. That one spot. And in that moment, when that sun hit that mountain in that way, I'm telling you, my heart came out of my chest because it was a moment when God began to speak to me. And in the peace of that moment, and in the amazement of that moment, my heart is melted. Like I am at this point weeping because I am experiencing something that I believe God created just for me in that moment. Here's the backstory to all of that is that before that moment, I was a prideful, arrogant dad. I was a dad who thought that their kids ought to serve him. And that was wrong. And the Lord had been dealing with me about that. The Lord had been dealing, really talking to me about that. But for whatever reason, in that moment, I can't look at you here. Um, at, at that moment, every bit of pride disappeared. And all that was left was peace. Because God spoke in creation at that moment to my heart specifically for me. And it, this is what it said. This is what God said to me in that moment. Steve, your pride has got to die again. 
You don't, your kids don't exist for you. You exist for your kids. And if you talk to Shelly, Shelly will tell you, it literally was like light bulbs going off in my head and my heart. I got down from that mountain and my life was different. How I interacted with my girls was way different. It was so clear to me how God spoke to me in creation just in that moment. You know, I think many times you probably didn't know it, but God has spoken to you in different moments in creation. And it's amazing how when we spend time in his creation, admiring his creation, how much he really does speak, how much he really does speak to us. He's not silent. When you look at that, you look at that and you go, oh, that's awesome. And he created that moment just for us to enjoy and to recognize him and to glorify him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get off your phone. It's time. It's time to look up. It's time to realize that the creator, the God of the universe wants to speak to you and he wants to communicate to you. And it's not just through his word. Yes, he does it there. But man, go outside and look up. Man, go into your backyard tonight and just lay on the grass and go, God, you're amazing. That's awesome. That that star is winking at me right now. Like that moon is shining the sun. That's reflecting. That's me. I'm like the moon. I need to reflect the sun. Well, that's tweetable. Like that's, that's what we get to experience in these moments of creation. And many times you and I get so twisted and we get so, we miss it because we're connected to this thing. Just rip my microphone off. We are so connected to our phone that we're not connecting to the Lord. Oh gosh. Try to do that smooth. We're connected to this thing. And this thing is distracting us from seeing the creator of the universe. Oh, I can look up all the cool pics, you know, in all the different places. Really? That's 1D. That's one-dimensional. When I could go outside and see it three-dimensionally, and it matters so much more. So now what? Now what? Let's answer that question, and then we'll wrap things up. Now what? I am sweating. Now what? One, God doesn't make junk. I told, you, I told you I was robbing you of a blessing. God doesn't make junk. And some of you need to highlight that truth right there. Ladies, you need to hear that truth. You are not junk. You are beautiful. And you are created by the creator of the universe who absolutely loves you more than anybody else. And let that truth reign over your heart right now. And if there ever is a dude that comes up to tell you that you are junk, you let me know who he is. Because I'll set that guy straight in two seconds. Because ladies, you are beautiful. You are created just the way you are on purpose and for purpose. Hear that. Men, same for you. You're not junk either. Oh, you may not be stronger or smarter than the other guy or faster than the other guy that's next to you, but God created you just the way you are on purpose, for a purpose. He didn't make junk. He doesn't. That's not who he is. And how dare us, oh, this one's coming from the Lord. How dare us that we would, in this room, put each other down? How dare us? How arrogant and how prideful is that? That we would seek to demean or degrade somebody who is in this room. 
whether it's in their face or behind their back. It's the same. How dare us do that with God's creation? Because what God created is good. It always is and always will be. And we need to treat and honor God's creation the way that he intended it. And that's never to downgrade or degrade anyone. That was not in my notes. That's all Holy Spirit. Number two, look up from your phone. Number two, look up from your phone. Put it down. Don't take it. Spend some time in the backyard or go on a walk. Do something other than look at your phone. That will trap you. Yes, we need a phone. Yes, it has benefits and all those kind of things. I can connect with my friends and do all that kind of thing. But there's something about going outside and being with him and using that in his moment. And then number three, one, here we go. Don't, God doesn't create junk. Look up from your phone. And number three is creation is praising him. So why don't you 